What's going on, everybody? It is Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. Game That Tune in the house and a little top of the show business there. We want to send our best witches and, uh, you know, say rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen, who passed away this week. Uh... Had to lead off the show with something a little bit different. Right off the top, man, that motherfucker could shred a guitar. And uh, you know, that's uh, that's an excellent start for what's going to be an excellent episode, guys. It's Game That Tune, episode 218 in the house. And if you're just joining us here on the show, we are going to listen to some video game tunes. Sadly, not much more Eddie Van Halen music. Uh, we are going to you know, each pick three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week, uh, let me check my notes. It apparently was John Regan. And Johnny, got, Johnny got to pick the theme oh, for great. tonight's episode. So, uh, Johnny, you, know, you get to tell us the fantastic theme for this episode. Yeah, so tonight's theme is space. Oh, wait, what am I doing? Tonight's theme is... How absurd! Oh, no, to- oh! <laughs> really? Tonight's theme is space. <laughs> this isn't real. This is, uh, that didn't Johnny really legit just happen. <sighs> oh, so yeah. Wow. Last week I won. I didn't really have a great idea for a theme, so I just uh, deferred to David. And David said space, which is a great theme. So it's games in space or near space, somehow involving space. Um, that's the nice theme. Jesus Christ. God. It's such a good theme. And I, I like that we're getting to the point, we're way past the point, honestly, where I can't tell if that was a work or not. I think that Johnny really just did that, and I love it. Um, it's it's going to be a, a great episode, this space episode. I, I love a good game set in space. Uh, you know, so many, so many games out there with levels taking place in space or on various other planets. Uh, just a lot of fun to be had in outer space in video games. So we've, uh, it's, it's a well-covered theme on the show. I, I don't know exactly off the top of my head how many times we've had space as a theme, but there's a reason we have that fucking sound on the soundboard. It comes up a good bit. So, uh, it, it's gonna be a great show. I, I can tell David's excited. He's, uh, he's here as his mild-mannered alter ego, David Kent. No, I was just going to say, it's like, I love the fact that we literally have a sound on the soundboard for this theme, and Johnny fucked it up not once, but twice. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's one thing to imitate the sound, but (laughs) to play the wrong sound as a follow-up, truly transcendent game, that tune. Uh, You know, just fantastic work. Um, It's going to be a great episode. We've got five great games. We've got a fantastic fan request, as always. And I think, uh, yeah, we just got to jump right into it, guys. So, uh, Johnny, 
Let's uh, strap ourselves into that rocket. I'm, I'm trying to think if I do this as like the uh, the transitional bit every time we do a space episode. Let's uh, you know start the ignition sequence. Three, two, one. Make space GTT go now. Game one.
All right, guys. So uh, this game's developer, uh, they were signed by Sony in 2012 following the success of the first game in this series to make games for the Vita. Of course, their games have since come out on other consoles.
I suppose a uh, better piece of trivia would have been that uh, this game expands upon the first game's uh, top-down vertical shooting levels by adding side-scrolling platforming levels. Maybe that'll push you in the right direction. Not that I expect anybody to have gotten this right. Cool, you just confirmed that my guess was wrong. <laughs> uh, let's see. David says Gravity Rush. Johnny says Cortex Command. Jesse also says Gravity Rush. Sadly, all three incorrect. Uh, no. Thanks. No, unfortunately, this is a game that uh, I only just learned about recently. It originally, it was released on the PlayStation 3, and uh, eventually was remade for the Vita, and uh, I learned about it because it was on sale on the Switch eShop. This is a little game called Velocity 2X. Um, ah, cool. The one you heard of, right, David? Yeah, that classic PlayStation Vita to Switch port. The, the common path of games, quite frankly. You know, the, the Vita Switch road. It's just, it's the way games go. Um, but, uh, no, David, I, I think uh, I think the whole point of this segment's going to be selling you on this game, man. This uh, this game's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know if it'll still be on sale by the time this podcast comes out, but uh, as of the time that I bought it, it was on sale for five bucks, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you five clams, David, or somebody can go to Patreon and give you the five dollars that you need to buy this game and this game i think it might be uh, kind of inside your alley um so it's uh the original velocity was a vertical scrolling shooter in space and uh, you're playing as johnny i thought you were gonna hit that space. sound <laughs> yeah, you kept going <laughs> i was like shit i missed it no, you can interrupt me, baby. <laughs> you know, especially when it looks like you, you give a little lean, and I think it's coming. Oh, I'm bracing for it, man. I'm, I'm squinting. I don't want to get it in my eyes. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's a vertical scrolling shooter. You play as uh, Commander Kai Tana, the uh, pilot of a fancy uh, corp jet. It's a teleporting spacecraft. So. You're, in the first one, you're doing these uh, vertical scrolling shooter levels, and you have to activate switches in a certain order, and uh, do, like, teleporting things. Uh, like, as you progress in a level, um, you'll pass, like, you know, the num like, there'll be a numbered switch, and you'll pass three before you pass two or one. So you have to, like, set a uh, teleport point by that. Go ahead and further ahead in the level, complete those parts, teleport back, you know, activate that switch to, like, ultimately open the gate to the end of the level. It's kind of a cool puzzle, vertical, scrolling shooter game. Um, which, you know, See, that, uh, hmm? No, I was gonna say, when you said, like, this segment's gonna be selling you on this game, I decided to lean back in my chair, and every time you interested me, I started leaning further and further <laughs> forward. And, uh, you've got me you're to pretty, the point where I'm right up to the microphone, so, I was gonna say, yeah. you're pretty close to the screen right now, baby. <laughs> This, this sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, and so the second one keeps a lot of that stuff intact. I haven't gotten very far in it, obviously. Um, but uh, they add in side-scrolling levels to it, which are, you know, just... They're kind of fun and light. They're not terribly challenging, but they use cool mechanics. They, you know, you've got... 
I think as a result maybe of something that happened in the first game, you got like captured by the bad guys or something, you've got teleporting powers when on foot. So like the uh, the, the side-scrolling parts, they're real simple kind of platforming, but like you have to like phase through walls and like, uh, you know, do some running and gunning. You're using the right joystick, uh, like you're running with the left joystick and doing 360 shooting with the right. Um, and it's, you know, you're collecting crystals, you're blasting enemies, you're teleporting through walls. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty fucking fun. And, well, is David peaked again? No, I was gonna say, it's like, so, it's a game that's split between controlling a vehicle and then on-foot segments, but you're mm -hmm. teleporting around. So, is this basically Blaster Master plus Nightcrawler? Uh, something like that. You know, if, if the Blaster Master platform, like, vehicle parts were a vertical scrolling shooter, um, and then when you got out on foot and, like, went in some of those larger dungeons, uh, you know, it became a side-scrolling platform. It, it, no, it's not much like Blaster Master. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yes, I, I, it would be cool if it was a Nightcrawler game. I, I love me some Nightcrawler. Um, but yeah, and then, like, at first, when you start playing the game, like, it's, you know, the early levels of the tutorial levels, you're doing the... You're learning your way around the ship, you're learning your different platform and mechanics, and then eventually... They combine the two in, like, the same level. So you'll be doing a vertical scrolling shooter level, you'll shoot some switches, and then you'll have to dock the ship and complete a platforming section to do stuff, and then return to your ship and continue through the level. It's a really cool game, man. It's kind of rad. <laughs> like, um, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And it, it seems it's uh, it's got a little bit of that, like, uh, that mighty switch force element to it. Not just because you're playing as like a badass female heroine, but because uh, you know it's uh, the game. It's it's focused on like high score stuff, so it's got like a par time and all that. It's like you can get a gold, silver, or bronze, and so it's always tracking your time. It's encouraging you to go back and do better. Like it tracks your time and the number of like crystals you gain and the number of people you rescue uh, and the number of enemies you defeat in each level or like points or whatever. Like. It, there's a bunch of little things in there to encourage you to go back and try and like hit the perfect run and you know I'm really enjoying the game it's I, I you know, I've yet to be frustrated by it I, I find it very interesting and very fun <laughs> yeah I'm just I'm looking up this game now and just looking at screenshots of the platforming sections they look really really cool because yeah. it's like very industrial sci-fi black like foreground but then the backgrounds are all these like really soft almost pastel like colored skyscapes like yeah this is a good looking game and then she's wearing kind of like cyber armor with a big like swoosh of blonde hair she's you know kind of rad looking it's uh it's pretty cool man it's it's a lot of fun it's you know the like when you learn all the mechanics obviously everything you know gets tough as shit like you just you know like the levels start asking a lot of you, you gotta slide and dip and jump and teleport and do all the stuff shoot this and then hop back in your ship and the thing that's been throwing me for a loop a little bit on the scrolling parts is the scroll is very slow so in order to um, speed that up uh, like one of the first things they introduce to you is holding down like the right trigger button on the controller and that you know they say like oh that powers your jet and makes you go faster it's like yeah that makes you go faster and I realized quickly what it actually does is scroll the level so like hmm. it, that activates the scroll and makes the scroll go faster, but you can still go forward and backward, uh, no, at the same speed, like on the screen. But the you know if you're holding that button, 
the screen is going to scroll. And the way you die in those uh, scrolling levels is run out of space and get crushed or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, when I'm sitting there and I feel like I'm in the groove and I'm blasting things and t phasing my ship and doing this stuff, and then I realize like, oh shit, I've, I'm, I, I'm too keyed in and I fucking forgot I'm holding the scroll button, I just crush myself. I'm like, John, you gotta remember, stop holding that fucking button and like, you know, take your time. Do the proper teleport move, shoot the thing. Like, it's uh, it's really interesting. There's a lot of stuff in play, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun, man. Um, and it's got a cool soundtrack. I you know I won't say it's the most memorable soundtrack, but I fucking you know I've been grooving on this soundtrack lately. <laughs> like, it's uh, it's yeah, really really good. Yeah, that's the um, kind of soundtrack like I want to like, hack things do. too. Yes, it's hacking soundtrack. I was just going to say, I've been wanting to add this soundtrack to GTT Radio since I discovered it, but I didn't want to tip my hand on the pick, obviously. <laughs> but it's like, guys, I need you to hear this, these musics. Like, this is uh, some smooth-ass music. <laughs> it's the kind of soundtrack that I don't know that I will find myself humming, like, on a daily basis, but it's one of those things that I will definitely put on in the background and just, like, yeah. groove on it. Exactly. Like it's you know, it's not, you know, a whole bunch of humble melodies or anything like that, but it is on Spotify and I intend to listen to it all the time. Like <laughs> or I'm gonna put it on GTT radio and force people to you know, have it requested. It's uh it's gonna be really good. And it's cool too, the composer obviously, uh since these uh these guys started working closely with Sony, uh the composer of this and I apologize if I'm butchering the name, because uh, it's you know European, I think I believe uh, Dutch is uh, Joris Daman, or possibly Joris. It looks like Boris, but spelled with a J. I'm going with Joris. Uh, Joris Daman, who also composed Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, so oh, kind of a big time, big time <laughs> composer with a big credit under his belt. And then the other uh, partial composer is one of the developers of the game, uh, James Marsden. And unfortunately, that is not James Marsden that plays Cyclops. It's a different James oh, Marsden. Man. <laughs> so oh. I was, I was a little disappointed when I got the soundtrack. I'm like James Marsden. Okay, hold on. <laughs> is, is Cyclops doing a little programming on the side? No, no. It turns out there's more than one James Marsden in the world. Uh, yeah. Is that the disappointment sound now, John? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, it turns I, out the I, star I, of Sonic the Hedgehog was not also making soundtracks to. Uh, oh, small, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Excuse me, the star of Sonic the Hedgehog was Sonic the Hedgehog, John. I'm pretty sure James Marsden got above title billing, baby. <laughs> Did he not? Can, can you get can you get above title if the name of the character is the title of the movie? <laughs> yes, look where James Marsden's name is on the poster. It's above the goddamn title. It says James Marsden, Jim Carrey, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, third build in his own movie by virtue of the movie being called Sonic the Hedgehog. All that I mean, to, to be say, fair, th this is not the same James Marston. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog being third build in his own movie. I mean, that makes sense. Like, yeah, feels right, appropriate. Yeah. At this um, point, come on. Yeah. This isn't. A, I love the fact that this was this was not a premeditated bit. No, I brought up Nightcrawler, and then we started talking James Marston. Like, are we sure this isn't an X Men game? Oh man, it really, really should be. Uh, should I have put X Men on the movie night vote for this week? That would have been, you know, that would have been a nice touch. X Men Two, actually, more accurately. Um, 
know, because you got to have that Nightcrawler, baby. Can I just put the opening scene to X-Men 2 on the movie voting at some point? <laughs> just not, Let's do a commentary a short for the night. first, like, six minutes of X2. No, don't get me wrong. I love X2 completely, but, like, yeah, let's just do the opening scene. <laughs> it's, it's fucking great. Oh, man. Yeah, thought of uh, a fucking righteous mutant invading the White House. Mm, just plays well in my heart. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, Velocity 2X... Uh, it's a fun game, man. It's worth checking out, especially on sale. Uh, fun scrolling shooter slash side-scrolling platformer with teleporting and, you know, badass uh, female heroine. Yeah, I, I, if I haven't piqued David's interest by now, I, I don't think I know what David's interests are anymore. <laughs> oh, no. My, my interests have been thoroughly piqued. Fantastic. David, clean yourself up. Johnny, let's move to game two. Game two. <laughs> guys uh many critics have described this game as difficult an author of the italian newspaper la repubblica said that the levels are not easy and the swedish edition of sega force described the game as both difficult and boring 
we get us like another hint? God, yes. No. <laughs> in 2009, 1UP.com editor Bob Mackey reviewed the NES wow, version of Bob this. Wow, Bob Mackey. Bob Mackey. He liked the first level for mixing an impressive amount of references from the show's gameplay that has a pinch of point and click. But uh, the rest of the game does not live up. All right, let's see some answers. Man, that dude's a weenie. Yeah, fuck that trivia, that guy, and this game. <laughs> everyone wrote Bart versus the Space Mutants, and everyone is correct. This is Bart versus the Space Mutants. This is the Sega Genesis soundtrack, because the NES soundtrack only has two songs. So I had to go with the Genesis version, and I was very disappointed to learn that the Genesis one doesn't have, like, the Simpsons theme at any point in the soundtrack. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, the second song <laughs> threw me for a loop because it sounded like they ripped off the Inspector Gadget song. <laughs> well, Inspector Gadget ripped off, um, in the, the Hall of the Mountain King. <laughs> like, that's a classical tune. Okay, yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you say, Gadget. I mean, you can talk about the Anvil's Chorus all you want, but that's the fucking Looney Tunes music. Uh-huh. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somebody needs a shave and a haircut, two bits. Um, but as long as we're just, you know, mentioning old songs that get frequently used. Um, huh. Yeah, no, you know, that is to, you know... I, I had no idea what the fuck was going on until that trivia job. Fuck Bob Mackey and, you know, uh... I figured the second I said Bob Mackey, that would give it away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it did. Um, ew. This game is trash, and... Yeah, it is, man. What I was gonna fuck? say, were you, were you saying ew to Bob Mackey or ew to Bart versus the Space Mutants? It All could be of them. both. <laughs> could, yeah, but, like... I don't know about you guys, but I played the shit out of this game as a kid because it was like the only Simpsons game, you know, that no, you play at home. No, 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 John. Uh, Bart vs. the World was a thing, and that was the one, the one I one played I way more. That one was uh, pretty good. Because skateboard on that goddamn Great Wall, baby, instead of spray painting shit purple, <laughs> they actually got to do something resembling fun. Um, that that I... said. Bart vs. the World wasn't fun either, but, uh, man, no, I I barely have, like, you know, this was one of those, like, oh, man, like, let's rent this and then be severely disappointed by it kind of <laughs> games. Like, what an inscrutable shitbox of a fucking game this is. What, like, this and the arcade game came out in the same year, so I couldn't, like, like, the, the, the disappointment of when you saw the arcade game and it's so great you know, and a lot of fun, and you see an NES game, and, you know, comes out, and you go home, you rent it, you take it home, and oh my god. Like, Seriously, it, what were they thinking? Well, and also, like, you see the Simpsons arcade game, like, it's a four-player beat-em-up starring the Simpsons. Like, that's badass. And then you see an NES game called Bart vs. the Space Mutants. Like, fuck yeah! Getting like, better! <laughs> you're gonna... You're gonna run around as Bart, like, not the whole family, it's a, you know, port, I understand that, you don't have the arcade, you know, fine. But you're just gonna go around fucking up Kang and Kodos? Like, hell yeah! It's not Kang and Kodos! <laughs> That's the yeah. worst part! It's just, I mean, you these know, two I, purple I, aliens. They would never reveal themselves in the first level anyway, but, uh, yeah, no, it, the, the fact that by the end of the game, Kang and Kodos don't turn up is very fucking funny. Um... <laughs> Did anybody get to the end of this game? 
I no. never got past the shopping mall the second level. That, that level was end. rough. Yeah, I I may have made the second level once, maybe using a game genie, <laughs> and regretted it and fucking, you know, threw that shit away immediately. Like, oh god. I, were... All I remember is, like, the game just being, like I said, inscrutable. Your objectives being very ill-defined. And, like, I remember, like, you can maybe, like, bounce on an awning or a trash can or something. Like, you can do a couple of, like, mayhem-type things in the early level. And then besides that, it's just terrible. Yeah, like... You know, so the first level has you, like, like the aliens have built a machine that is powered off purple objects, so you have to spray paint all the purple things to make them not purple. Right. And there's See? some okay, like, references and things. Like, you can prank call Moe at the very beginning of the game and have yeah. him run out. And it turns out Moe's wearing a purple apron and you spray paint his apron, you know. Yeah, it's like, that's, like, there's some ideas going on there in terms of, um, little bits, but it's... It doesn't. It, it's not enough for a whole game, by any no. means. No, it is not. And I think part of it, I think this kind of suffers from the same problem the arcade game did. Is this came out while like season one, or this is being developed while season one was like airing? I'm pretty sure. So they didn't yeah. actually have that much material yet. Like King Kodos didn't exist. You know, they had like one prank call with Mo, and that that's about it. <laughs> like after that, they're just like, well, we got Marge. <laughs> Let's go. No, here we go. Yeah, shit, this did come out in, like, 91. So that is, you know, super duper early. And, yeah, like, they just had no base. Like, you know, I'm trying to, like, you know, thinking of things that come up in, like, season one. It's like, what, are you going to fight the the Frenchman? Uh, (laughs) You're going to help Marge save her marriage and not cheat on Homer with Jacques? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That would be actually great. Dude, if it was just an episode by episode, like, retelling of season one of The Simpsons, but also there are space mutants, maybe we're talking. But no. Big plot Big plot twist in the final stage. The babysitter killer is actually a space mutant. Perfect. That explains Boom. the shitty animation and the weird tits. Um, <laughs> you, know, they, you know, they didn't know what you know, human tits looked like when they drew Miss Bots. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is the you know, this is the Deep Simpsons reference base that I'm digging into, baby. Oh fuck this, man, Johnny. I, I've been avoiding just... asking this question. Do you even go to space in this game? No, you do not go to space. The game takes does take place entirely on Earth. You see the aliens arriving from space. And you see the aliens leaving to go back into space. Space! At the end. Don't but do that. At no point do you actually play like a level in space. So yeah, this is part versus the space games. And I will um, say I I do remember like I I played this game a lot when I was a kid and there were well, parts did, of it that I Did enjoyed. you go into space, David? Uh no. Oh, okay. Uh, but before hmm. before we play the game over sound. Um the one thing about this game that I remember really throwing me off was, you know, in the first level you're going down Springfield, like the main drag, you're trying to paint all the purple stuff red because the aliens are doing that. It's like, okay, so you've got, you know, your Bart, your spray painting, like that makes sense. And then when you get to the second level in the shopping mall, you're like kicking people's hats off. 
Like, the whole goal is to, like, kick hats off. It's like, the, the objective of the game changes every level, which really fucking threw me off. Because it never explains, here's what you're supposed to do for this level. You just have to figure it out. I want to say it was in, like, the manual. Like, the no, manual yeah, but when would you explain rented a game, the game, it never had the fucking manual. No, of course not. That's what's so funny. God. Ah. Oh. Johnny, this, uh... There's a baffling pick on a number of levels. That seems to be the case with you lately, my man. Um, I just... I, I, I feel like we all have a shared experience of... We all play this shitty game... Yeah, and uh, I want to talk about it with you guys and have sort of like a group therapy, you know, about it. You know what you I mean? Oh, like, brought it up on another episode, man. Set a theme. Set the group therapy with theme. You know, <laughs> games games with un- that scarred you. Games with unclear objectives. Another edition of Hate That Tune is long mm. overdue. But no, you chose <laughs> the Springfield game for a space theme. It's uh, it's tragic, John, to get a game over in game two but do it do it to yourself right game now over! let's fucking move on john game three
Alright guys, so uh, this game started life at the Toronto Global Game Jam in 2012. The idea of the game came about thinking uh, how cool it would be to make a game out of that frantic scene in Star Wars where Han and Luke are climbing ladders and shooting at TIE fighters from the Millennium Falcon. And that eventually became this game.
All right, guys, <clears throat> who's got some answers? Oh, wow. So, okay, so David has a UFO with a penis, and it's peeing in space, I think, and there's That's a, good shit. Yeah, that's, that's, you should take a picture of that before you erase it, like, for real. Um, and then John and Jesse both wrote, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, which is correct. This is our fan request yeah. from Taylor Y on our Discord. A you know, I had that as my answer, but the uh, Wikipedia page for that game did not specify the Toronto Games Festival, so... I thought it was wrong. Mm. Yeah, no, well, I actually went off. Are you saying with... Johnny did some thorough research? <laughs> I went, he went off past Wikipedia. Wow, we. So yeah, um, I forget what the official title. We just changed it, right? But Taylor Y is where the top tier Patreon title is. Oh yeah. Uh, well, you know, in order to get request priority, you don't have to be that top shelf fan. But uh, we no. do thank him for being that top shelf fan. Yeah, I do forget what all our tears are called now. Shit. <laughs> well, we'll come back to that about. Yeah, uh, uh, come back to that in a bit. This is Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. It's a pretty interesting looking game. Oh, uh, Taylor Y is the boss, uh, <laughs> as uh, as denoted by our our favorite uh, you know boss of all time, the Dick Boss. So uh, you know, give us uh, give us twenty dollars a month on Patreon to unlock the Dick Boss tier. Uh, where you get a you know request priority, uh, producer credit on the show, and you get to add a game to GTT Radio every month without us even using it on the show. It's a it's a radio power play that Taylor Y is uh, flexing right now. Um, but yeah, go to Patreon, people. <laughs> so yeah, um, lovers in the space time. It's it's a game where. Uh, you have a spaceship, and it's it's a like couch co-op kind of game. Each player takes control of a different station within the ship. So there's a station for like thrusters. There's a, there's four turrets. There's um, a station for accessing the map. You know, a station for uh, uh, moving where the shields are around the ship. And the the story of the game is that there's been like a hole in space time, and anti-love creatures have come in through the hole and they're trying to destroy love and you gotta like destroy all those creatures to save love right that's that's where the lovers part comes in and um it looks like frantic as hell but like in a fun way right um you get a couple friends together and you're all swapping around between different stations on the ship trying to get you know get shit done uh the objective of each level is um a couple of like bunny type characters have been captured and you gotta save them right that's basically it um, so they're like in a cage somewhere on the map. You're flying through space, dodging planets, dodging asteroids, uh, fighting off enemies, you know, solving little puzzles and trying to save these little bunny guys. And yeah, it, it's, it's charming. It, it has, um, visuals that look similar to just beats and shapes almost in terms of, um, no, that's not a good one, uh, to go with actually, but you know, like it's a, it's a, it's got a cool look. It's a fun, bright look. Um, and it's like a bullet hell, you know, kind of game going on. And yeah, have have any of you guys played this game or heard of this game? I've heard the name, but I've never played it. No. No. Yeah. Well, it's on everything. Uh, you can get it on PC, Switch, Engage. Linux. Uh, uh, what's that? Engage? Yeah. 
I think they made an N-Gage version, actually. Oh. <laughs> so you can side uh, talk. Don't say it's on everything, John, if you don't want to get asked about the N-Gage. Atari Lynx? <laughs> That's yeah. on me. The Lynx, baby! Amiga? That is on I like me. How, I like how it came out in 2015, and you're sure that there's an N-Gage port. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people make stuff for N-Gage all the time, David. Just because <laughs> it's, you know... In older consoles, I mean, people still don't make games for it. I mean, NES games co- have come out as recently as this year. Yeah, take that. Yeah. <laughs> Just because, like, it was discontinued in 2005. No, <laughs> somebody ten years later for sure remembered the N-Gage and ported this game to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, they had a really good... Just because the N-Gage was famously discontinued and a total failure. Yeah. Th- they did have it a doesn't... really interesting port of Tony Hawk. Yeah. Yeah, just because uh, the system totally failed completely doesn't mean there aren't people having engage game jams, David. Yeah, even but, ten years after. I mean, that was I suppose the real question is: Is Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time available on Gizmondo? <laughs> what? Whoa! All right, David, you did okay. You threw me off on that one. I was he not got your ass, John. He got your ass. I did ass not good. get expected <laughs> to get asked about Gizmondo tonight. Wow. That thing is weird. It's weird for me because, you know, I don't even know what that is. I just use Gizmondo as a sex move, but... um, (laughs) No, that's Gizmondo. Oh, I've been mispronouncing it this whole time! (laughs) It's a soft G, John. Oh! (laughs) Very soft. What a fool I've been. Buttery. Um, (laughs) Just for... Just for a very quick tangent, uh, the Gizmondo was a handheld device um, that was used, like a handheld gaming console that was supposed to be independent, and it failed spectacularly after the creator, I believe, crashed his sports car trying to claim insurance money because he had debt and ties to the Swedish mafia. Was he playing the Gizmondo while he was driving and that's why he crashed? (laughs) Maybe. Probably. Classic mistake. (laughs) Aww. Not again! <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I got. Yeah, I was playing my Gizmondo. <laughs> Excuse <You know>. me. <laughs> no, it's pronounced clearly, Gizmondo. Clearly on sir. drugs. <laughs> Take him away, boys. <laughs> um, no, John, this game looks kind of kind of cool, man. Like, I'm. I can't tell what's going on based on screenshots of it, but it's uh, it's very colorful and very charming looking. You definitely gotta watch video to even begin to get an understanding. <laughs> like it's, yeah, the screenshots really don't do it justice. Um, yeah, but I mean, if you're looking, the ship is like a you know big round you know Death Star looking kind of thing, right? And sure. um, you have and you're moving through it. levels, and you guys each do a different station. Yeah, and fight big. Uh, like I'm looking at this, it looks like there's a big space sloth or something. I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Like, yeah, yeah, big space, you know, anti love enemies. Yeah. And uh yeah. Cool. It yeah. Uh it's got, you yeah. know, fun fun power ups. Um I saw I saw one power up of a like a ball and chain that you attach to the bottom of the ship and you start driving the ship around, swing this ball and chain. Like it's like not ball, but you know, what, what do you call the the ball and a chain that has the spikes on the ball? Mace. One of those Morning yeah, Star. Morning Star. Thank you. Morning Star, that's what one I'm looking for. Yeah, Mace is the one where it's attached, Morning Star is on the chain. Yes. So you have a big morning star attached to your ship that you swing around, fuck shit up with, you know. It looks like it's, that. Yeah. It's got some cool ideas here. And like I said, I could imagine, you know, four guys in a room, 
and like you're all shouting at each other about what's going on and what to do like that's the part that sounds like a lot of fun to me oh I bet like shields 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 get out of the goddamn shields you know <laughs> yeah I bet it's a blast yeah <laughs> 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 uh. Get a you know, get four adult men really taking something seriously on the same couch. I bet it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just jerking oh, it. Shit. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It, it, it looks cool. I don't know that it's something I'll ever play because you know if it's strictly couch co-op, then like no, I have no you know means to get four people together and play this. Um, but like, it, it seems cool. Yeah, and I don't want to burn on it too hard because it's a it's a nice game, charming game, cool soundtrack. The name of this game is fucking dumb. Um, yeah, just gonna say it. Uh, you know, apparently on the Wikipedia page it says it's a reference to a song by Canadian folk rock legend Bruce Cockburn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, thank you, Bruce Cockburn, for the song <laughs> "Lovers in a Dangerous Time." That is everyone's bonus tunes tonight. Johnny, begin downloading it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's like, you know, wow, what an obscure reference to name your obscure game after. <laughs> like, it, you know, if you want to guarantee that I'm going to scroll right past your fucking game, call it Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Like, uh, you know, like, if maybe, maybe the title contains Lovers, I'll stop and take a look. Maybe the title contains Space Time. I'll think about taking a look. You know, I, I was, you know, playing a game earlier tonight about teleporting spaceships. You call your games Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time and it's bright pink? I think this game is about animals fucking in a spaceship and I'm not gonna click on it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I definitely had a hard time at first because I forgot the name when I was looking it up earlier and I started Googling, um... I started Googling We Found Love in a Hopeless Space Time. <laughs> That's definitely not it. That sounds good, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are so many better songs this could be named after. <laughs> Uh, uh, some space time that I used to know. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think of, like, obs- like, just any 2010 song that they could have chosen to name this after. Um, but man, my pop culture brain for the last 10 years is all fucked up. I, you know, I got no base for this. Uh, anyway, you know, no, this game looks charming. I'm not gonna burn on it too hard. Um, but, you know, <laughs> now we do need to get Canadian folk rock legend Bruce Cockburn on the show at some point. Mm. Yeah. I, I wonder if he even knows they used his, uh, his song as a namesake for this fucking ridiculous game. Uh, I'm betting, betting Bruce didn't sign off on it. <laughs> what kind of it's dangerous damn- lover do you think he is? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, what is a dangerous time to be a lover? That sounds like a line from Solid Snake. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Could Bruce, could Bruce Cockburn secretly be Solid Snake? Oh, I thought you were gonna say Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Cockburn is the Canadian folk rock alter ego of Hideo Kojima. Johnny, I believe it. I like where your head's at. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that happening, man. Frankly, I'm into it. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Wow. What a game. Uh, you know, honestly, if the four of us ever get together in person again, uh, I think one of us needs to bring the space-time lovers, and uh, I think we should all play it together. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, it, if you just distill it down to space-time lovers, the game sounds completely different. You have to say the full stupid-ass title, Lovers in a Dangerous Space-Time. You can't just, you can't abbreviate it. Um, but yeah, 
I'll we, check. Uh, it, it may have an online mode. I didn't get that far into it because all the reviews talked about it being a great couch co-op game, right? Right. Like it I bet may it's a good Discord co-op game. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've been good. playing Among Us this week, so let's get a let's let's you know crash Twitch again by you know making a Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time the new game <laughs> that everybody's playing. Hmm. Hmm. I've, mm. I've never tried to play a video game with my couch. Oh, fuck you, Johnny. I have the fucking title, so shove it up your ass. <laughs> the title makes Jesse immune from the Mario 2 sound for no matter how bad the joke is. <laughs> Quick, somebody timestamp that. That's going perfect. in the next free play <laughs> jingle. <laughs> uh, all right, lovers. Um, Johnny, uh, speaking of lovers. Show a little love to our patron yet again who made this request, and then let's yeah, move the fuck you, on from uh, this game. Thank you, Taylor Y, for the request. We love you. We love your money. And, uh... <laughs> we love yeah. your money? What the fuck? Game four.
Um, <clears throat> so this game has uh, 13 different classes in it, um, four of which you can only get by having um, two of the characters um, become soulmates uh, during a camping scene. And then they have, you know, a kid. And that kid becomes one of the four uh, um, question mark uh, classes.
Alright guys, <clears throat> just real quick, I love the fact that that song is called, uh, Yes, You Can Pet the Dog. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty good. Anyways, let's see some answers. Johnny drew a, uh, I think it's a What's Ska What's that dick. doing back on the show? Um, <laughs> David said Fire Emblem in space! That's incorrect. Space! And, uh, John said Mass Effect 3, incorrect. No, this is uh, Star Renegades. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Star Renegades. It came out this year, um, a few months ago. And um, it's pretty cool. It's like a RPG slash... Uh, roguelike type deal where you like there's you do different runs um, and the premise is basically there are these aliens that are like destroying different planets and stuff and you have to try to stop them and then if you fail you just go to another uh, timeline to try to save the universe in that timeline and that explains why when you die you have to start over and stuff um, it's got a really cool, like, turn-based battle system. Very similar to, like, the Grandia games. Where, um, there's, like, a little timeline on the top. that shows where your characters are going to attack and where the, uh, the enemies are going to attack. And so your attacks push them back and can even make them so they don't attack. Um, so that's really cool. You can get, uh, double-team moves as you play, um... Like with the camping system, you play, you use these cards that give each other buffs, and then um, you earn like friendship and stuff with each other. And like, um, like I said, you can become soulmates, and then they have kids. Um, I assume they're doing things at the camp. Um, let's see what else is important. Oh, there's kind of like a nemesis system, like from. Um, the Mordor games, which is pretty cool. Basically, when you kill a boss, you know it gets removed. But if they, if the the boss kills you, then it gets uh, upgraded and is more powerful the next time you face it, and it remembers killing you, which is pretty cool. Um, the art style is really cool. It's got like this pixely type deal, but like the environments remind me of Octopath Traveler a little bit. Um, but it's a, it's it's a really really cool game so far. Nice, no, that's cool. all, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm looking. Looks like somebody posted a screenshot of it, and it looks really cool. I see what you mean about the like Octopath backgrounds. <clears throat> yeah, it's cool. Like the when you're wandering around the map, um, like it it looks very like diorama -y, and it's pretty cool um whenever you die though you see basically you're playing this little robot and he like leads the the, the um your party members around so like he gets to survive and go to the next timeline and stuff and he's pretty much gathering the the troops along and stuff and he kind of levels up as you play so um there is like a way to progress and like the more you play the you know 
better your chances are of getting further and there's like three different planets you have to go to and um, you find weapons along the way and stuff it's a um, yeah it's, it's really cool and it's in space yes you go to several different planets space <laughs> you okay John you sound. are you're yeah. just Sorry, so my, proud my of yourself aren't you? I, I, I am I am I've been killing programs in the background and running speed tests and shit I you know you guys have been choppy this whole fucking conversation mm. so uh uh, this is uh, Star Octopath Traveler. Um, that's all I got. Almost. Almost. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I was looking at some screenshots. This does look pretty cool. So it's like, a, you know, a little turn-based, uh, you know, battles. Uh, you know, I, I like the uh, I like the vibe. You know, like the space stuff. I like the fucking. Um, yeah. You know, I like, you know, creating new character classes by having kids. I like any game that lets you have a kid. And makes it part of the game, like yeah. yeah. It's like you have a kid. Cool, he's in your party now. Oh, okay, cool. I guess we're just putting him in harm's way right now. All right, dope. Throw him in. But, you know, frankly, that's why I thought this was Mass Effect, despite the nonsense. Oh soundtrack. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that have just been the you know the best? You get to Mass Effect three, and you have some weird half shepherd, half you know alien kid that joins your party. You I mean, know, frankly, I'm into it. That's that's the dream, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of people realize their dream of fucking hot alien women by playing that game, <laughs> or men. Um, yeah, and so, it, you know, the logical progression is, yeah, Mass Effect 3, it's all babies. So, um, yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I, uh, you know, I, I miss so many fine details. I don't want, it'll be bad podcast for me to ask you to fill me in. But the game looks very cool, and it came out this year, and it's on Steam, and, uh, uh, so you said it's kind of Grandia combat. Like, does the grid, does the placement of your units on the uh, grid have anything to do with it, or is it just turn-based in a nice little environment? It's just turn-based. Um, okay. But basically, how when whenever you attack, uh, you can knock the other characters like off their timing. Yes. So, um, like, you can just eliminate a character from that turn completely. Or you can just push them back enough to where you can get enough hits in to kill them before. Um, That's cool. Yeah, that is reminiscent of Octopath Traveler. I don't know if you ever actually played that, but uh, oh, really? That's um, an Octopath too. There's a there's a break system in Octopath where if you uh, every uh, enemy has like a counter uh, of like you know like sometimes you'll encounter a real strong enemy. It's like eleven, but like on basic enemies, it'll be like three. And if you hit them with an attack that they're weak to. Uh, multiple times you break them and they're just out for a turn and you can just fucking pound them for an extra turn. It's, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's kind of so, like that. You it, can take their turn away. Which it, is so good. if you're telling me this is kind of like Space Octopath Traveler involving <laughs> uh, you know fucking and creating new character classes for your kids, actually, I'm kind of bought in now. <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty good, man. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's just, it's very difficult. I've only gotten to the as far as the second planet. Um. And uh, let's see. Oh, and like the like I was saying with the dog part, you can go into this space bar, and there's like this little space band playing, and they have this like little like two second part of the song that sounds almost like the Moss Eisley song. And uh, but there's like a corgi or a Shiba Inu. I'm not exactly sure what kind of dog it is, but you go to pet it, and it's like, why did you do that? And like it's like because you're a dog, and like you can keep talking to it. 
and it gets really upset the more you talk to it. It's pretty great. And he's like, I'm just going to start fun. repeating myself. And so, like, after, like, about 30 lines of dialogue, <laughs> then he starts over. But <laughs> there's a lot, like, you just keep pressing it. You're like, this dog keeps saying different stuff. This is cool. It's funny, you know. I mean, I like any time you can pet a dog in a game. Yeah. 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 Uh, say what you will about Breath of the Wild. It, uh, it did a lot of things right. Um, but it didn't let you pet those dogs. <laughs> and I feel like that crystallized a lot of people's tastes. Like, okay, hold on. You made you made a big, beautiful game. You put a, be- you know, a gorgeous-looking, you know, like a herding dog in that game. And you don't give Link the option to pet that dog? I feel like it, 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 it set a lot of people straight, like... If you're gonna put a dog in a game, you pet, you make your character able to pet that dog. Exactly. Like that's, rules uh, is rules, baby. <laughs> honestly, one of the I things mean, that's... that ruined Game of Thrones season seven was Jon Snow never petting the damn dog. And then well, in I season mean, one of season, the things, <laughs> yeah. Then season eight, they like had a shot of him petting the dog because people complained so much about him never petting yeah, the dog. Because it was fucked. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> who doesn't pet a dog? <laughs> I mean, I mean that's why there's the whole Twitter account of can you pet the dog? And it just goes game by game. Can you pet the dog in this game? The dog in it? Can you pet it? Yes or no? Because you know, frankly, that's it, you know that Twitter account could be more influential than it realizes. <laughs> like, okay. yeah, you, know, you just talked us right out of a sale, baby. Can't pet the dog. Mm-mm. But uh, no, you know this game. Uh, this game looks pretty cool, man. I, I you know. As I'm uh, now being a uh, you know a little bit of a steam boy, I might have to check this thing out. Is it also on a uh, Game Pass? Oh, for you, you know uh, it, <laughs> you Game Pass boy! Oh, hell yeah! Oh, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> How else do you play games, man? Yeah. Well, I saw yeah. it. I I saw stuff for it like months before it came out, and I'm like, oh man, I need to keep my eye on this game because it looks really cool. And then yeah. they said it was on Game Pass. And I'm like, even better. <laughs> yep, I'm there. Sounds good, man. Well, hell yeah. Uh, you know, anything else on uh, Star Renegades? Uh, you know, cool, uh, cool ass game with uh, some cool vibes and pretty great soundtrack. Yeah, I mean that's that's all you need to know, I guess. It's, it's yeah, it's great. Space, give me some sick ass vibes and some good ass soundtrack. Space, real synthy and great. Game five.
this game features a fictional game fan magazine whose letter selection includes letters from names like Hugh Jass, Mike Roch, and Homer Sexual, a reference to The Simpsons. an additional piece of trivia if anyone would like that. Sure. It will it will help it. Go ahead. Ah. So uh this well, I mean, we have one vote for no, one vote for it doesn't matter. Uh my lord King Jesse, would you like yes. additional trivia? Okay. Um so this game sold poorly in North America with fewer than 100,000 copies being sold. Many believe this is because the game received no advertisement and was based on a Japanese television series. Japanese TV game filled with Simpsons references. Interesting. So, um, John Regan says Bart versus the world. Incorrect. Um... John Harrington says black hole dick. Incorrect. And uh, Jesse just says Gundam. Sadly incorrect. Probably right. (laughs) (laughs) Although that's a good guess. This is Retro Game Challenge.
Wait, does this game take place in space? So, um, of the, um, of the unlockable games in this game, no, uh, two of them... this game take place in space? So the game features two games set in space. But does the game that you're playing, in order to play those games, take place in space? Like, are you in a well, spaceship game- playing asteroids? Well, the game that you're playing involves playing games that take place in space. It's a very Uh-oh. meta game. So, are you in space? I'm still not understanding. Space! <laughs> Surely that'll <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> um, so the game is set in a living room. You don't actually see outside, so it may be set in space. Mm. However, it damn well better be, David. <laughs> multiple games that you play take place in space. So you used music from just one of those? This is complicated, man, because, yeah, if this game's framing device doesn't take place in space and you're playing a game in which you're playing as a character playing other games that take place in space, you know, we got, we got, we got complications here, man. Do we really? Yes, it's my theme. It's Johnny's theme. <laughs> well, <laughs> game over. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're, we're not going full game over. No, this okay. takes place. I, elements of this game take place in space. I think. I think this game takes place in space. I mean, games so, within the game take place in space. That's frankly good enough for me. Yeah, but there, there not is good more enough for, in, uh, for our, uh, our exalted one here. <laughs> there is more in space in this game than Bart versus the Space Mutants. Hey, yeah, well, David, yeah. never compare your successes or your attempts at success yeah. to like Johnny's failures. Don't oh, yeah. Johnny, Johnny, please. Literally yeah. every game has more to do with space than Bart versus Space Mutants. Every game that we choose has more to do with the theme than anything that Johnny chose. We've established that. <laughs> Mario Kart okay. has more to do with space than Bart versus the Space Mutants. Well, yeah, yeah Rainbow yeah, Road is space. 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 What is wrong? Ugh. Yeah. That's okay. What I'm I didn't want to spend this segment talking about you know whether or not this game fits the theme. I wanted to spend this segment talking about this game because. This game's been in my back pocket for a long time, and it's, it's honestly... Is your back pocket one in space? Of my, <laughs> this is honestly one of my favorite DS games. I can talk about the game, or we can game over and do the calculating computer. No, no, I don't no, know. no. Talk decide. about the game, dude. What's 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 the story of this game here? I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm so, the only one on your team, but I do want to hear about this game. The game is... It's... It's a hard pitch because it's basically a mini game collection, which doesn't sound interesting at all. But it's based on this Japanese TV show where a guy basically challenges himself to play like old retro video games. So the way that the game is set up is you play as a kid playing games with a friend of yours and having to do these challenges. So the games are all like made up. There's, um,. Oh, fuck, I had the list. Hang on for a second. Um, There's like six or seven games that you can unlock and play. um, And they span the whole gamut of like classic NES 
or Famicom type games. So it starts off with like a Galaxian style space shooter, um, and then you unlock like a rally game. It's basically a racing game, but it's kind of that like Rally X Namco style racer. Uh, there's a game, there's actually a whole series that's the Haggleman series, where like Ninja Haggleman 1 and Ninja Haggleman 2 are like super simple like single screen platformer games where you're fighting enemies and then you get Ninja Haggleman 3 that's basically Ninja Gaiden hmm. because a lot of old retro games like you had Zelda 1 and then Zelda 2 was very different and like Castlevania 1 and Castlevania 2 was very different like this game does that okay um you get uh there's a game that's basically like a pastiche of Star Soldier another space-based shooting game and then you get Guardia Quest, which is like a parody homage to Dragon Quest, um, which is actually really cool because it's a full like six hour RPG that's basically a mini game. Um, like you could have released Guardia Quest as like its own standalone NES style RPG, hmm. um, but you Jesse's not having it and it's really getting to me. No, David, I'm um, listening, man. Don't mind him. <laughs> And it's, it's really cool because, like, not only do you have each of these individual games are fun and enjoyable to play, and each one shows, like, the history of retro gaming and all that, because you, you start with really simple space shooters, and then eventually, like, the final games are full-fledged, enjoyable experiences, but you also, it throws back to that retro style because you go over to your friend's house and he's talking about this magazine that he got because he has a subscription to this fictional game magazine that gives you cheat codes and gives you hints and gives hmm. you like previews of upcoming games <laughs> and then you later unlock those games. Okay. So it's a really fun game. Hmm. So totally off the record, I'd just like to say I have played this game, and it is really cool. <laughs> but that's not in character <laughs> for but what's going on right now. <laughs> still not in space. Continue, David. <laughs> I mean, uh, when you have a game that's comprised of, like, six games, two of which are space shooters, I, I think that you can have it in a game that's themed about space. I mean, like, I'm with you, David, but it's the the problem is the meta-ness of it. It's one thing if it's just, like, a game comprised of other games, but it's the framing device, man. The framing device isn't in space. It's a sticking point. You know, if, if, if there were just a space level in a game, then, you know, then we're in business, baby. But the There's two space levels in this game because the levels are games that you play, but two of which take place in space. But they're not levels, they're games being played by an avatar within the game. You're playing as a character playing those games, so... Picture this. I say, hey David, I'm, I have this Star Trek game for you, and I give you the Star Trek game. And it all takes place in the hollow deck, and they're all playing like Robin Hood and shit with Q. And you like, oh, this is not Star Trek. This is just fucking Robin Hood. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I thought you had a follow up to that because you were just saying, picture this, and I'm picturing <laughs> that scenario, and and I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Friends. 
All right, fine. Game over. No, I no, 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 I, sh- no. I should have play- chosen the theme of TV games. No, no, no. Johnny played the friend sound. That's the reconciliation sound. Let's, you know, <laughs> sell this like adults, man. Uh, you know, David, this game sounds really fun. Yeah. This game is really fun. Um, and like I said, it didn't get any advertisement. It sold very poorly. They did make a sequel with even more additional games to it, uh, including a sequel to Guardia Quest, which was the RPG. Um, one thing that I love is there are so many like perfect tiny details and references. Like they were hyping up this Guardia Quest RPG in the magazine. And then a year later, it comes out like the game experienced delays before it was released. Because, of course, that always fucking happens. Um, And yeah, like I said, there's cheat codes that they would do. And Jesse is going to... Very fun living room game, five out of five. He won't say it. He's a... The the board is out of character for him right now. Uh. If you can track down Retro Game Challenge, I highly recommend playing it. Same. Um... The, the sequel was never released. There is a fan dub of it um, whoa, 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 that you I'm can sorry. find. The sequel was never released? <laughs> okay, the sequel was never released in English in America. Okay, it was released was like... in Japan. <laughs> um, but apparently there is like a fan sub version. Um, I have not played that, but no, it's a, it's a fun game. And it's a great game. Like I said, it's probably one of my favorite DS games. And... One of the things that I really enjoyed about it was going back and playing those old-style space shooters like Galaxian and Space Invaders and all that. It it really nails that retro vibe. Yeah. No, it's cool because, I mean, yeah, it's got the Namco, you know, pedigree on it. I mean, obviously it wasn't, like, full-blown developed by Namco, but they must have seen something in it to see fit to publish it. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think it, you know, Probably, if I ever knew about this, it's another one of those things that would have gone overlooked. Not for having a dumb name like Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, but for having a name like Retro Game Challenge. If I were to see that on, since it's a DS game, I assume a GameStop shelf, I would be like, that sounds like some some shovelware, carnival games-ass shit. (laughs) Like... You know, maybe some compilation of, like, Space Invader-type games that I'm not interested in playing on the DS. Pass. You know, so, I mean, it, it. I'm glad to know that it's its own thing and that it's got a unique kind of vibe going, but I kind of wish it had done a little bit more to, you know, sell guys like me. Because, uh, you know, I, I think it sounds really cool. And, you know, it seems really cool. I, I'm looking at the cover now, and actually, Jesse, I'm sorry, man, but this cover, you know, you got to make it official. That cover's in space. The box art of this game is in space. It's a space game. How absurd! Thank you, John. Um, yeah. Probably I, uh, could have gone with the space sound there, but you know what? We'll take Akuma. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. I don't know why I put how absurd on D, which is right next to S for space. D? <laughs> D for how absurd? <laughs> how well, absurd! <laughs> To be fair, I guess how absurd ends with D, and mm. going with the ending letter instead of the first letter is pretty absurd. He does really <laughs> drive home that D. Johnny, play it again. I want to hear the D. How absurd! It's, you know... Is it... I'm flummoxed as to why that would be on D. Like, I, you know, it's... Akuma... Because Akuma's going to give you the D. I guess. I mean, you know, is it cause... because... 
Because that time taken. we talked to voice actor Dave Malo, the voice actor of Akuma, is D for Dave Malo. No, I'm not that creative or clever. Like, that's <laughs> not... Mm-mm. A was taken. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. That With could that. be B. Well, B is taken. <laughs> okay, well... Bonus game on B makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a little bit of the bubbly makes sense, but just a quick question: Is H taken? Yes. <laughs> Hot take. Okay. okay. You see my conundrum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was, you know, Johnny, so what about letters. the uh, what about the 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 Akuma Kanji, the Masatsu? Is that button taken? <laughs> oh my god, no! This whole time. I've the Masats key. key is free! Damn it, John! You should have keyed Akuma to the Masats! <laughs> How about oh, O for Oni? Okay, yeah. O's, O's free. I just hit O, nothing happened. What about M? M? Oh, man! That makes sense. Okay, yeah, you can't take my man. Uh, <laughs> you know. But yeah, O for Oni. That's it. You know, Akuma's saying how absurd. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, anyway, uh, Cyber Akuma maybe was in space once. David, anything else on Retro Game Challenge? <laughs> no, it's like I said, it's a it's a great game. Uh, if you can find it, definitely pick it up. Hell yeah, Jesse! Anything else on Retro Game Challenge? I mean, it's fun. It's not in space, but it's fun. <laughs> Johnny, start the computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers beeps. Oh, sorry, I was uh, checking up on the chat. What was that? Oops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... <laughs> what the fuck? John Harrington. Whoop, whoop. How did this happen? What was the score? Two, two to two, two, baby. <laughs> oh, come on. Now, hold on. We uh, we can't establish the dangerous precedent that the, the king belt gets you the tiebreaker every time. <laughs> Does it? I mean, again, where were these rules <laughs> back when I was reigning king? <laughs> oh, man. You, you know, that's the that's the beauty of making it up as we go along, baby. Um, now, you know, Y'all better fucking fear if I ever become king again. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. We'll just have to not let that ever happen. Um... Anyway, man, what a show, what a win, uh, what a half win by me. It, you know, it feels good. Jesse, I, I, I can tell you're a little little salty on this one, so I'll, I'll share the win with you. I had very uh, topical you know. uh, bonus music. Uh, I like that, man. Tropical theme for the next episode? Some tropical no, bonus topical. Oh. Like an ointment. Like an ointment. <laughs> okay. Um... No, we'll, we'll work together on this one, man. We'll, we'll finish this show out strong. Um, it's uh, you know, it's my honor to win this episode. Jesse, did you have a did you have a fantastic theme in mind for next week's episode? Because I kind of did. Yeah, I did. But what is your? I want to hear it, man. What do you think? What do you what do you, what are you thinking? My theme was going to be games that remind you of other games. See, that's almost in line with my theme. I, you know, I can barely remember my like spiel that I had as justification for it. But I was thinking crossover games. We go to you know games with uh, characters from more than one series. So, uh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you want to do uh, you want to do a little bit of you, a little bit of me? What are we thinking? I mean, crossover is fine. 
Did you crossover sound good? Johnny s- somehow has the power to declare you winner, so that's cool. Yeah, we really got to get that soundboard out of his hands, man. We're going to, you know, Johnny's like Charlton Heston, man. We're going to pry that thing from his cold, dead hands. <laughs> Wait, uh, does that mean you're going to murder me? Please don't no, do that. no, we're going to make David gonna... do it. Yeah, we're going to wait until you die and then pry the soundboard from your cold, dead hands, you damn dirty ape. <laughs> I'm getting my, yeah. my Heston references yeah. crossed. Not a monkey, by the way. Speaking of crossovers, you know, crossing over multiple Heston references. Um, no, I, I, okay, gonna, cool. So, you know, I think that's great. We got a great theme for next week's episode. Crossovers. Games with characters from more than one series. Uh, a theme we've done before, but a theme that's a lot of fun. And I think it's going to be a blast. So... Uh, awesome, awesome to hear that. And man, what a show we had tonight! What a great episode! Uh, you know, what a what a blast! A blast in space, as it were. Um, space! Oh damn it! The bubbly. Johnny, you gotta move one of those keys. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, pry the key out of your keyboard and move it somewhere else. Can you put the A key across the room somewhere? I I could, I could. Good. What's on Q, John? What's what's Q? Nothing's on Q. Q's put, free. Put bubbly on Q. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure why, why but just do it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, you know, what a what a fantastic show we had today. Uh, what a fun uh, what a fun episode. Uh, Games in space, and thank you everybody so much for watching along live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Thanks to everybody listening in podcast form or in your podcast devices on Tuesday morning. Search for Game That Tune. Uh, leave us a rating, a review. Uh, tell us how great we are. Uh, thanks to everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune. We got a lot of fun stuff going on over at Patreon. We've got uh, GTT Gems, the uh, 302010 of video game music. We've got covered up. We've got mixtapes. We've got movie commentaries. Uh, at the time of recording, we got a movie commentary coming up this Friday night, so go vote in our Discord. Uh, as of the podcast time, you all will have enjoyed a fantastic commentary either on Demolition Man or Predator, so uh, uh, it's going to be a blast. Um, check out patreon.com slash game that tune and consider throwing us a couple of bucks. We really love the support, and uh, there was a time where we felt like we had a lot of it, so I would love to see some people turn it up there and speaking with their dollar as to how much they love game that tune. Special thanks to our absurd producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, uh, Taylor Y, Sam L, and Mork. Last but not least, Mork. Um, fantastic set of fellas as uh, absurd producers over there at Patreon. Uh, thank you to Taylor Y, the uh, the most, uh, you know, the boss Taylor Y. He's at that special tier for his request tonight. Uh, he made his request via Discord, but you can also hit us up via email, gamethattune at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at gamethattune, or find us individually on Twitter. We love getting requests, talking shit, talking games, just goofing off on Twitter with you guys. You can find me at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at jpregan.jr. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at DFT Fleming. And you can find Jesse Moore, the exalted one, and the co-winner of tonight's show on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. Alright, man. So, Jesse, you had the topical bonus tunes. I'm curious to know what they are. So, recently, um, I don't know if you remember back in the day, like Japanese PlayStation stuff, uh, Circle was always confirmed, which was really weird because over in America, X was confirmed. You know, so it just makes sense. But recently, for the PlayStation yep. Five, 
Japan has been like, okay, fine, X is going to be confirmed now. And so with that being a new thing, um, I've been in love with this YouTuber, Silva Gunner, and he has this really cool mix of, it's a, a Super Mario RPG song, and X gonna give it to you. And uh, I just, you know, because the X button. It's, uh, that's pretty goddamn topical, Jesse. But I'm going to start a new feud storyline with you. We're going with my bonus tune. It's a crossover, baby. We're going with Galactic Parade because it's a song from space. And it's a song in Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, a game with many crossovers. Peace out, everybody! In your face, exalted one. Fight me, fight these tears I put in work and it's all for the kids
Velocity 2X is copyright 2014 Future Lab. The Simpsons Art vs. the Space Mutants is copyright 1991 Imagineering and Acclaim Entertainment. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time is copyright 2015 Asteroid Base. Star Renegades is copyright 2020 Massive Damage Incorporated. Retro Game Challenge is copyright 2007 Namco Bandai Games. You broke up there for, on money. I, yeah. In my headphones, I was like, uh, I, I couldn't tell if you said we love your money, we love your mom, or <laughs> we love, we your, love mom, your mom, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> it could be all of it. Maybe he was and just I going full Jamaican, to... like, we love you, mom. <laughs> we love oh, mom. never do that again, David, please. <laughs> <laughs> David, always oh, do that. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. You're going to offend Taylor. Taylor's super Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. uh, Yamaoka is a Jamaican last name, right? <laughs> <laughs> Very incredibly. <laughs> Johnny, let's move the fuck Please. on. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> Taylor Jamaica. 